Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I want to go over your week nine waiver pickups, your streams, um, some must pickups this week. There's a bunch of activity on the waiver wire this week, a bunch of injuries, um, a bunch of interesting uh, backfield opportunities here. Um couple guys breaking out that sort of thing now the first thing is i want to make sure that if michael carter is available in your league he's available in about 30 to i think 32 percent of yahoo leagues and he would take top priority this week if he is available um you know his role increased last week even with ty johnson back um you know kind of you know fully healthy uh he actually didn't suffer concussions and he came back and michael carter uh still uh, not only was on, not only did he get a lot of work, but he was on the field a ton. And then Mike White loves to pepper his running backs, and he'll be starting again this Thursday. So Michael Carter, if he's available, just make sure uh, before you put in your waiver claims. You never know. I mean, most competitive leagues obviously have Michael Carter rostered, but you never know. Some some leagues have shallow benches, that sort of thing. So I figured I'd mention it. Um, so let's start with a couple of other must pickups. Taysom Hill. Um, I think is a must pick up with, with James Winston out for the season with a torn ACL. Hill has has the upside to be a top six quarterback in, in his in his four starts last season. He scored two rushing touchdowns twice, and he averaged fifty two point three rushing yards through those four games. So you know, even if you have a solid QB, you might want to consider picking him up in case uh, he's improved his passing. And I would spend about maybe five to fifteen percent, depending on on you know on, on which quarterback you have. Um, Adrian Peterson. Um, so, you know, for fantasy purposes, Derrick Henry most likely done for the year. Um, you know, it, it, there there is a, a window of six to ten weeks. If he comes back after six weeks, maybe he can help you in the fantasy playoffs, but it, it's not likely, right? Um, the Titans signed uh, Adrian Peterson, but it's possible that they do make another move before today's trade deadline. Um, he, he's a must pick up in case the Titans don't make any, any other moves at running back, but you know, but because of the possibility that they do, I, I wouldn't overspend on Peterson. Also, don't expect Peterson to, you know, all of a sudden inherit 20-plus carries a game. That that was Derrick Henry's game. Um, I would expect this offense to be a little bit more, you know, pass-heavy now moving forward. 
Um, if no other running backs are added, I would expect Jeremy McNichols to be the passing down back while, you know, spelling Peterson on early downs as well. And on Peterson, you can spend 10 to 25% depending on how badly, you know, you need a potential RB2, um, you know, but his workload is going to be in question. So it's not, it's not necessarily a slam dunk. Um, so might as well talk about Jeremy McNichols too. He's not a, a must, um, must grab for me, but you know. He probably lost hope of being that early down back ball carry with the Adrian Peterson signing. Um, but, you know, he'll likely to be their passing down back with the slight uptick of early down snaps. Um, I, I think sometimes it's just worth taking a shot on the cheap guy in an ambiguous backfield. So you could spend, you know, 3%, 5%. Um, that, I think that's about right for him. And you would probably be able to get him in most leagues. With that price. Um, Carlos Hyde. Uh, James Robinson avoided a serious injury. He's listed as day-to-day. It's possible that he's not able to play this week. And and if that's the case, Hyde becomes a solid RB2. He ran a route on 66% of dropbacks and was the primary rusher as well. If he's going to get a similar workload as Robinson, he's worth an add. Um, It's also worth adding Hyde in case Robinson's injury is actually more serious than the team is letting on right now. So I would probably put in about 5 to 10% of fab on Carlos Hyde. Nothing crazy because it's, it's even possible that Robinson doesn't even miss a game. Okay, um, other running back pickups. Boston Scott, he was the primary running back for the Eagles um, this past week. He, he, we would have gotten a better idea of the true split if their game was competitive, but it wasn't competitive you know, for the entire time. Um, Scott ended up getting all 12 of his touches, one negated by penalty, all by the end of the first drive of the third quarter. Um, He was pretty much done after that. Kenneth Gamble was nowhere to be found except in the fourth quarter, uh, where he was put in with the backups to ice the game. Uh, Not a good look for Gainwell going forward, but I'd expect him to be a lot more involved in a competitive game. Scott should be viewed as a low-end RB2 for Week 9, but it's it's a little bit tough to trust his backfield. So I I would put down about 10% of fab uh, if if I wanted him. Uh, Ty Johnson, uh, Jets, you know, so their their newfound quarterback, Mike White, um, has been giving running backs a 42% target share over his two games so far. Ty Johnson has been efficient on his targets over the last two games. Uh, seven targets, six catches, 65 yards two weeks ago, and then six targets, five catches, 71 receiving yards, and a touchdown in the receiving game this past week. So, you know, he's a desperate uh, PPR flex if you need it for Thursday night. Uh, just don't put him in your flex. Put him in your running back spot and then move your other running back into your flex who is playing on Sunday. Um, so, But, you know, obviously Michael Carter seems to be the guy there, but Johnson is being targeted when he's on the field. Okay, Jared Patterson. Uh, he led the Washington football team in carries, believe it or not, and Antonio Gibson was available like the entire game after practicing on full in full on Friday. So it seems like they're truly limiting Gibson's workload as long as the shin injury is an issue. Um, I, I don't see how it gets better without rest. If Gibson's injury gets worse, it's very possible that Patterson takes his role. So he's a solid stash right now. Um, I would put down about 5% of five percent for him. Uh, Derek Gore uh, got some opportunity out of nowhere on Monday night. It's probably because the Giants were playing them pretty deep, you know, too high safety. Um, you know, they just they, they weren't going to allow Tyreek Hill or anyone else to get over the top. And they chose to stop Travis Kelsey, and they tried to limit Hill the best they could. And they, did, they didn't really care if the Chiefs ran the ball. Um, and that's why they also gave up a ton of uh, dump-offs, too, to Darrell Williams. So, um, you know, they weren't going to give Darrell Williams another 25 to 30 carries, and I think that that's what, you know, their game plan was, you know, as soon as they saw them what they were doing in the first quarter, they were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to run the ball. So uh, Darrell, 
you know, he did out-carry Gore 13-11. to 11. He was still the primary passing down back. Still, you know, Gore had some impressive runs. He's worth a pickup in deeper leagues uh, in case his role grows while CEH is out. So, you know, you also have that 1% chance that <laughs> he's good. He's, he's pretty good. And then dethrone CEH in Andy Reid's eyes or get some sort of role. We'll see. Um, but he's more of a deeper league pickup. Okay, moving on to wide receivers. Devontae Parker... Um, you know, he's been productive this year when healthy. He came back this week to catch eight balls on 11 targets for 85 yards in a tough matchup against the Bills. Um, he he has Houston this week, so he has a chance to be a solid wide receiver three for you all year uh, as long as he stays healthy. Jameson Crowder. When, when Mike White wasn't targeting running backs, he was targeting Crowder. Um, he caught eight of nine targets for 84 yards. He plays a beatable indie secondary this week, so solid wide receiver three. Um, especially given that all the other Jets wide receivers are being rotated, including Corey Davis. I mean, obviously he didn't play this past week, but the week before, Jameson Crowder ran you know almost a full complement uh, complement of routes, and Corey Davis was rotating a bit. I mean, he was still I think he was at like seventy percent of of uh, you know of dropbacks, but that's not enough. Um, Okay, Brandon Ayuk, he, he might be a full-time player again. <laughs> we'll see. Um, he ran more routes than Debo Samuel this past week. He received only two less targets than him. Uh, we'll see if it sticks. Uh, because if it didn't stick, uh, because, you know, la- the last time this happened, it didn't stick, right? He never ran this many routes um, in terms of, like, percentage. But, um, you know, we'll see if if this if it does stick. I, I think his talent is worth the stash to see if it does stick this time around. Um, the Ravens are on by. We're on by. So Rashad Bateman, uh, he was dropped in a few leagues. So so Bateman, you know, he had some high route participation for his second start before the bye. He had some legit production as well. It's not a given that he beats Sammy Watkins out completely for that wide receiver two job. But if he does, he'll have some upside. So I think he's a solid stash. Uh, Michael Gallup should be back this week. He can be a boom-bust wide receiver three with the upside of a high-end wide receiver three on a great offense. Um I think he's a solid pickup, you know, if you can get him now before he comes back and, and you know, has a big game. Um, Van Jefferson, he plays two roles on your bench. He can fill in for you when you're in a pinch as a boom-bust play on a good offense uh, and can be great for you if Cooper Cup or Robert Woods were to ever mess games with uh, because of injury. Rondell Moore, if DeAndre Hopkins misses time with his hamstring injury, Moore should see the field more with Christian Kirk bouncing to the outside in 11 personnel, which is kind of what we saw uh, this past week. Obviously, when they're in four wide, you know, they'll do things differently. But in in three wide, in 11 personnel, it's possible that Christian Kirk bounces to the outside and Moore, you know, stays on the field more, uh, you know, is on the field more. Uh, Jamal Agnew, um, more of a deeper league pickup, but he passed LaVisca Chenault in routes run. Uh, Marvin Jones ran the most among wide receivers. Agnew was second, and Visca was a distant third. Uh, he went 5 for 78 this past week, 12 targets this week. So, I'm sorry, 5 for 78 the week before uh, in week 7, and then 12 targets in week 8. So, he's, he's on the up a little bit. Uh, Quez Watkins. Uh, Jalen Rager has an ankle injury. He was carted off, but no word on severity just yet. It sounds like a multi-week injury if he had to be carted off, um, but Watkins snaps should jump you know, if he does miss time. Uh, he's a playmaker. He might be that deep threat that Jalen Hurts needs to be on the field more. Um, Watkins did end up running more routes than any other receiver this past week, so I think he's worth the pickup. Marquez Callaway, uh, you know, despite him running the most routes of any Saints receiver all season long, he just hasn't really found that much consistency. But with a QB change now, right, going over to Taysom Hill, you know, something might click. So I think because of that, he's worth stashing, just in case. Um, okay, moving on to tight ends. Uh, Dan Arnold ran a route on 77% of dropbacks last week. Um, he came through, 
You know, his second good stat line in three games. He caught eight of ten targets for 68 yards in week eight. Caught six of eight tar- six of eight for 64 yards two games ago. So, you know, he could potentially continue as a tight end one as long as the Jaguars need to pass the ball to stay in games, and it seems like that's that's what's happening. Uh, Pat Frymuth, he, he had seven targets each of the last two games. Uh, Juju's injury helps, uh, but also Eric, Eric Ebron is missing games. Um, but, you know, that's definitely helping uh, Frymuth get some looks here. He's not running enough routes for him to be reliable, but... Ben seems to be looking his way. So he, he's a temporary, uh, you know, play if you need somebody. But I would probably, um, I'd probably rather have him play if Eric Ebron misses. Uh, Tommy Sweeney. Bills have gone a heavy 11 and 10 personnel. Uh, three wide and four wide receiver without Dawson Knox. When, when the tight end does end up running a route, it's Sweeney. So no other tight end ran more than one route this week. So as long as Knox is out, Sweeney can be a streamer for you. Um, Hayden Hurst in, in deeper leagues, Hurst might be an option. He ran a route on 65% of routes, um, 65% of dropbacks this past week with Calvin Ridley out, um, as a result of the Falcons moving to more 12 personnel. And, you know, this doesn't affect Pitts, obviously, you know, he's running the most routes of any receiver on the team, but 12 personnel, meaning two tight ends. So Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts will be running a ton of routes. Okay. Some quarterback streams and pickups um obviously the Taysom Hill pickup is the is the is the priority here uh but Daniel Jones against Vegas at home is a solid streamer uh Tua against Houston is also solid Mike White at Indy if you want to ride the wave there uh Justin Fields at Pittsburgh you know he's more of a stash than a player you know that I want to start this week but you know he's a desperate start um you know if you need some upside defensive streams New England at Carolina um, Dallas at, by the way, Sam Donald, you know, had a concussion. He might even miss. So, so, so either way, I think it's a solid stream. Um, Dallas at home against Denver, uh, New Orleans at home against Atlanta, Carolina at home against New England. I think these are all solid streamers this week. Um, and that's about it. That's all I got. So, uh, you know, hope you guys get whoever you want on your waivers. Have a great week. I'll see you guys on Thursday. See ya. Oh, by the way, I am upper hand fantasy on Instagram. <laughs> so go follow me there if you're not. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do. I, I would I would love it. I would appreciate it. Thank you guys. See ya.